out there to all people and left-handers. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy that isn't just some old drunk, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? That's debatable. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm doing good, Brandon. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Well, that's good. I'd just like to preface this episode by letting you know that I got maybe five hours of sleep, so I might be a little silly to this morning. All right, well, I might have to finish this episode solo if you fall asleep, but that's okay. <laughs> I carry every episode anyway. I can't, oh my god, I can't <laughs> fall asleep during this episode, Brandon. It's directed by Ron Oliver! I know, right? <laughs> oh, man. And surely it's Ron Oliver's best. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> It's, is this top tier Oliver Cortland? Uh, I liked it. I liked it. But uh, first, I don't want to talk about the episode yet. I want to talk about us. I want to talk about yeah. me and you. The best part of the episode. Yeah, the catch up. The, the catch up part that everybody has to listen to. <laughs> so, how's your week been, Cortland? Oh, dude. Nothing really happened this week, but I did. So my, my nieces and I, we like to watch horror movies every once in a while. They're very into that stuff, and I'm into that stuff. And That's my awesome. wife is not into that stuff. She used to be, and then she married me, and she was like, all right, I'm done. I don't have to. <laughs> have to... <laughs> the mask is off. Yeah. The charade is over. Yeah. So I get to watch horror movies with my nieces now. And um, last week we watched Nightmare on Elm Street, which they hadn't seen, and they really enjoyed. And That's cool. Yeah. And then this week... We watched Alien, your favorite fucking movie. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. liked it a lot. Did they see that for the first time? Yep, it was their first time watching Alien. Oh, man, that is so cool. Right? It I was... would love to watch that movie with a first-timer. <laughs> it was, it or was really good. just to have my brain erased. Oh, if I could erase your brain, Brandon, I wouldn't do it, because I mean, I'd have to record for three years again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, our recordings would be up. You could just have them to listen to. Never mind. Yeah, and I would be like, this show sucks. <laughs> right. Who would who would ever become a patron for this shit? <laughs> who would listen to this? <laughs> no, they liked Alien a lot, um, and I did too. It was good. Well, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, the set design in that movie is just incredible. Like, I just kept being like, this is from 1979, and it, it literally looks like a spaceship. They did an amazing right? job with it. You look at other sci-fi movies from that time, and it is all cardboard boxes and just blinking lights, and it's crazy. That yeah. movie still looks great today. It does. The only part I didn't really care for is like the strobe light effect towards the end, but I can totally easily forgive that. Yeah. So what's next, do you think? Um, I'm not sure. Let's see. I was the one that picked Nightmare on Elm Street, and they picked Aliens, so... um. I don't know. The world is our oyster, Brandon. There's Have so many seen movies. The thing. Uh, I actually just asked that last night, and I think the consensus was no. Oh. I might have to watch that one again. I just watched it for the first time, like maybe two years ago. No, oh, okay. Two years ago was still COVID, so maybe three, four years ago, I watched it for the first time, and it was delightful. I loved. Yeah. Um. Shit. What's his name? <laughs> well. There's a couple of good actors in that movie, I gotta say, but Wilfred Wilford Brimley. Brimley. Yes. Him. What an ass. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my week, Brandon. How was your week? Uh, My week was okay. Um, I've been on holiday for the last two weeks from work, and <sighs> I've mostly spent it just playing video games. Uh, nice. You know, the important stuff. Yes, Getting adulting stuff done. things, right? <laughs> <sighs> 
I mean, it's Saturday right now, and I go back to work on Monday, and it's like oh, such uh, a you, bummer. Do you got that anxiety of like, I need to do everything before I go back to work? I gotta do it all. I've been having that anxiety for the last two weeks. <laughs> like the day I got off work, I was like, "Ugh, I've got to do everything," and I've well, done nothing. Well, that's okay. You know what? But I've got I've gotten some good game gameplay done. Good. That's all that really matters, right? <laughs> wow. I mean, that's been my two weeks. <laughs> two weeks in a and nutshell. Fuck Christmas that and watching Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, I watched the. Oh my god, I watched Goosebumps too. Whoa. We're like fucking twinning out right now. Wait, which episode was it? Oh, you I don't think you watched it. It's called Let's Get Invisible. Uh, that doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, it's a really Oh wait, is that the one where they go invisible? Um, yeah. Oh, no shit. Oh my god. Well, maybe maybe we should talk about it. Yes, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about our experiences with it together. (laughs) So, Cortland. Yeah. What did you think of Let's Get Invisible? At first I was like, eh, but then I was like, oh, and then I liked it. <laughs> and and that's where it stayed? It didn't go back down to eh? Nah, it stayed and I liked it. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I think I liked it in the beginning, probably more than you did. Uh, mm-hmm. I like when there's episodes where weird things are happening, and there's not really like a villain it's just weird yeah. stuff happening. It's kind of like the tale of the doll maker a little bit. Yeah. That's my go-to. Like, if anybody's like, oh, you know, I love the villains of Goosebumps, like on Twitter or something, I, G- tale of the doll maker is my go-to because there's not really a villain. It's just kind of a situation. No. And that's how this episode is a bit, too. Yeah. I mean, it kind of gets a little bit closer to something else at the end, but there's still not a slappy or mm-hmm. anything like that. Yeah. And, um, uh... I- I just want to say, Brandon, the acting in this episode is pretty garbage. I love it. It, yeah. Uh, it's not outrageously bad, but there is no one here that's really standing out. No. It's great. No. Especially the main kid. <laughs> and it's you're here like, for that? Yeah, I am. The main kid in this episode is mostly, like, emotionless when he delivers some of his lines, and it's pretty great. What if I were to tell you that one of these kids yeah. is a super mega superstar? I don't know if I would believe you. <laughs> I think well, you're pulling my leg. Maybe not that far, but um, yeah, you'd be surprised. Okay, I like. Maybe surprises. we should just talk about this episode now. Let's from just the top. quit. Let's stop dancing around the subject and just get right into this episode. <laughs> All right, let's start talking about Ron Oliver's yeah. R.L. Stein's "Let's Get Invisible." <laughs> uh, yes, let's do it. Let's so, the episode begins focused on a giant house in a quiet neighborhood. A fucking mega house. Yeah, it's one of those fucking mega houses. Canada. Everyone lives right? in a mega house. How many Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes have started in a trailer park? None. Not a single one. <laughs> oh my god. That's real life. No, everybody lives in mega houses. <laughs> You're just wrong. Yeah, I know. I say that from my mega house right now. That's why there's such an echo with my recording, because I live in a fucking mega house, and I don't have anything to put in it, because I'm not... I, like, I had enough money to buy the house, but not enough money to furnish it. Yeah. So everything Hold is on, Cortland. I'm going to have to mute you. I got to tell my butler that he's uh, <laughs> he's being too loud cleaning the theater. Yeah. Tell him to turn that fan off, too. I'm just kidding. Yes. I know it's like a schmillion degrees in there. I'll the bowling it, alley worry. is clean enough, Jeeves. <laughs> My personal movie theater. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. 
Some gentle piano music eases us toward the attic of the house. Inside, we see a young boy staring at a wooden bird inside of a birdcage. Is that what that is, Cortland? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. It's not like a realistic bird either, like something you'd put up for display, like, oh, here's my fake bird or whatever. I don't know why anyone would do that, but it's not that. It's just like a very crude bird shape. Yeah, I also don't know why these kids are in the attic in the first place. Well, that's explained very soon. Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) A girl yells out, Help! Help me! Hurry! And the boy turns around to see what's the hubba. The boy runs over to the girl, whose name is Erin, to see her struggling with a stack of cardboard boxes. He stops it from falling over. And instead of saying thanks or anything like that, she just asks if he thinks that his mom will let him have any of the junk in the attic to use for their school rummage sale. Oh, school rummage sale, because that's a thing, first of all. Second of all, kids or adults would want this shit, which they don't. (laughs) (laughs) No. The boy, whose name is Max, is like, nah, my mom thinks everything up here is a collector's item. She's wrong. (laughs) she's wrong and she's a hoarder but we're not gonna mention it we'll mention it later (laughs) (laughs) repeatedly they hear some knocking noises coming from a cabinet Mm. and the music goes from like zero to a hundred yeah like like michael myers is ready to just pop out of that cabinet any second yes that culturally inappropriate cabinet brandon okay i had some (laughs) notes about that but i was like should i even be mentioning these these visuals on this cabinet? It's pretty bad. Um, I'm going to be honest, yeah. Brandon. I was surprised that they didn't take it off of Netflix for that. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Cancel R.L. Stein. Yeah. that's It's not great. I mean, uh, it's just a, a very crude, baby-painted-on Native American set uh, with people... <laughs> you know, of, of Native American descent, and they got, like, clubs and, like, spears in their hands, and, and they got the flower, I mean, the feather, like, crown. It's really bad. Like, it was painted by a three-year-old on accident. <laughs> well, maybe that makes it better. Or worse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it's not in the episode for too long. The two kids slowly go over to investigate and someone with a rubber monster mask pops out and roars. Yeah, it's good, too. Like, that mask is pretty cool. I like the jump scare. It was good. It was the best thing yeah. that could have come out of that cabinet. Am I right? Um, pro- probably, yeah. I have to admire the restraint of this episode, though. Like, with any other episode, there would have been that jump scare, and then it would have faded away to commercial. Oh, good and point. And then come back and been like, oh, you got me, or whatever. I mean, to be fair to them, we're like 30 seconds into the episode now, so maybe yeah, that they wouldn't just fly couldn't. to have a commercial break. But you know they wanted to. Oh, yeah. So he pops out and roars, and Aaron just pushes the mask backwards and says, You ain't fooling anyone, Noah. Hmm. And there's like a little boing sound effect, and Noah takes off the mask. They ask what he's doing, and he says, Nothing much guess you two want to be alone and he does the kissy face max throws a shoe at him and when it cuts to noah the shoe flies very slowly into his hand oh my god because you know obviously they weren't just whipping these shoes at this young actor (laughs) after catching it he says left-handers rule oh my god which yeah so right away Cortland. right away 
You know, that, what did that... you think the odds were <laughs> that this whole left-hander thing was going to come back? 100 million fucking percent, Brandon. I was like, okay, I know what this episode's going. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) It's such an odd thing to happen. (sighs) There's no way that you write that in. Look, he's left-handed and he is proud. What happened is is that all these stupid right-hand people get in his way and just tell him he can't do stuff. They're going to be like, you can never drive a stick shift. And he's like, left-handers rule. Yeah, he's way overcompensating. Yeah, well, the, you know what the problem is? Is that we're not left-handed, so we don't know, no, you know, the, right. the struggles. Okay? We can't empathize No, no. those lefties. What's going to happen is we need to get somebody on the show that's a left-hander so we can have a real real conversation about it, you know? Yeah. Get down to the nitty-gritty of things. See how they're being oppressed. Um, they have problem with scissors, probably. Oh, man. Glad I don't. <laughs> <laughs> God, privilege. <laughs> he throws the shoe back at Max, but when it hits Max, he flies backwards like he's been shot with a cannon. Oh my god. Knocking yes. over a whole bunch of shit. You didn't know, Brandon, but when you think about it, shoes are the scariest thing. <laughs> uh he just gets fucking shotgun blasted backwards. Yeah. He is just like ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, like he just died. <laughs> He just lost a round at Street Fighter. (laughs) Some debris flies into a wall, which breaks away, revealing a hidden room on the other side. Ooh. Noah says, boy, are you in for it, and crawls through the hole. Yep. Inside is a big empty room with nothing in it except for a large standing mirror. Yeah, okay, but there's also a window, so wouldn't you at some point look and be like, oh, there's a window up there, I wonder where that goes, you know? I would. Yeah, pa- too. Parents clearly never did. <laughs> uh, the parents are in on the whole thing, in my opinion, but... Oh, that's interesting. That's not, I just came up with that right now. Oh, you son of a bitch. I know! I really enjoy the part where Noah crawls through the hole, and he gives to the most Canadian, check this out! <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of, like, I mean, everybody in all of these episodes is Canadian, but for some reason, this episode in particular, everybody is like, oot. Oh my god. Uh, sorry. You know who wasn't, though? Tia and Tamara. Boom. Oh, yep, you're right. I miss Tia and Tamara. I hope they're on a Goosebumps episode. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they replace R.L. Stein and just start introing the episodes. They would get it, though, you know? They'd have that emotional. It's It's your girls. (laughs) Tia and then Tamara would come up from behind and be like, and Tamara. And it would be so good. I think good. they would point to each other and be like, point, and Tia says Tamara, and Tamara says Tia. Oh, that'd be so cute. I would love it. Did you get any Harry Potter vibes with this room and the mirror? Yeah, I did, you know. But I thought, but, I but this is better than Harry Potter. Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's got. It's just... You know, this is at the point where it flashes that it was directed by Ron Oliver, and I was like, yeah, everything's clicking together now. It all makes sense. Like, the musical score parts, like, the just the design of the mirror, it's just such a Ron Oliver episode. Yeah, the music. The the, Dutch angles. (laughs) Yeah, the the camera movement, the Mm -hmm. close-ups, some editing, like, quick back-and-forth editing. It's all very Ron Oliver. It is. I like it. And, you know, as you know, we love that. 
We do. Aaron asks if there's a light in the room, even though, as you mentioned, there is a window and it's pretty decently lit. Mm -hmm. Max instantly says, yeah, here's one, going up to the mirror and pulling a cord attached to a light above it. I don't think I would ever even recognize that that's a light, but, no. you know, Max is much more savvy at uh, opening his Things eyes. Things that he's never seen before. <laughs> There's a bright flash, and the two others have to shield their eyes. So bright, yeah. When they look again, Max isn't there. <gasps> Aaron asks where he is, spinning around to find him. Max answers very matter-of-factly, I'm right here. Are you guys blind or something? But his voice is a bit echoey. Yeah. The cord on the light is pulled again, seemingly out of nowhere, and then suddenly, Max is back right where he was. Nice. So it's established right here that you can pull the cord yourself. Yes, if you require the invisibility, you have to pull the cord and get flashed by a light for some reason? Yeah. Is the light part of it, or is it just theatrics? Good question. I have no answers. All right. Aaron tells Max, dude, you were gone. And Max responds, don't be stupid. That flash must have fried your eyeballs. <laughs> it could have. <laughs> Noah and Aaron both confirm that, no, he really was invisible. And then that's all it takes. Max is convinced. Mm -hmm. He declares that this room is now their super secret hideout. And he demands everyone's promise to not tell. Yeah, really quickly, he establishes that nobody can tell about this. Yeah, he's like, all right, let's hush this up. Mm -hmm. Noah and Aaron both put their hands on their heart, but Max notices that Noah is using his left hand and says, that don't count. That little shit. <laughs> Noah tells him, that's for me, left-handers. Shut up. Oh, Lord. Fucking God damn it. Two, it's One been, time. It's you just like, do it once. It's been like three minutes, and he's already said twice that he's a left-hander, so he can shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you only need to establish that once for it to pay off later, but they they do it three times, I think. I think they do it three times, yeah, just so that they know. There's a car honking outside, and Aaron says, well, I gotta go. Has there ever been a time where somebody picked you up and they notified you by honking in the driveway? That's not a thing, is it? No. All that right. would be rude as hell. <laughs> and, uh, it kind of is, yeah. I mean, like, I get it. You have to... I don't know. Somebody could have just been like, Hey, Aaron, it's mom, I'm home. And she'd be like, oh, fuck, my mom's home. Even though it's not my house. I gotta go. Yeah. So, like, when we were kids, I spent the night at your house, like, every weekend. Or every yeah, other weekend. Mm -hmm. And if my parents had just parked outside of your house, been like, oh, God, hurry up! Oh, I got places to be, let's go! <laughs> yeah. Your parents probably would have been annoyed. A little bit, right, yeah. But not, we, you know what the problem is, is that we don't live on screen. And, and are you afraid of the Darker Goosebumps episode? No, yeah. unfortunately we don't. Maybe someday we'll get there. I hope so. I hope the technology is there. I know. Dude, like, if anybody's out there, please cast me. For <laughs> I'll take it even in the adult roles. <laughs> <laughs> oh no I would I would do it I would be the best yeah, adult though I would I would demand screen time I'd be like this isn't about the kids anymore it's about me <laughs> they would just see you act and be like this guy's a natural you'd yeah. play the adults and the kids I'd play everybody I would be like and I'd, I, and I'd be like I don't even have any formal training guys <laughs> they would be like really yeah you're just this good I am and then you know what? That would jumpstart my career. Don't know what I would do with it from there, but it'd be, it'd be great. 
Uh, you would I'm see my IMDb really page, and, and it would be full of things, and you would be like, when, when somebody inevitably covers my episode on a podcast, they'd be like, and Cortland's in here, and he's been in uh, RoboCop 17. And, <laughs> I don't know. No, not RoboCop. He's, he's been still in working. Night of the Demons 5. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait great. for that day. Uh, it's coming. It's coming. When Max is alone in the room... He stares again at the mirror. Looking around, he notices that the power cord coming from the mirror isn't even plugged in. What? Then how did the light work, Brandon? How did the light work? Eh. He kind of very easily shrugs that off, though, and then he runs out of the room to catch up with the others. Yeah, that's kind of a big thing, but, um, whatever. I mean, you know what, though? He did just get turned invisible, so is it really that big of a deal that this magical mirror-light combination isn't plugged in? Yeah, relatively, it's not quite as outrageous, but still, I would be like, hmm, I would, I would check it out at least. He just turned fucking invisible, and he's just <laughs> he just seen that it wasn't plugged in, and that's where he's like, oh, what the? <laughs> but not really, because he walks away, and he's like, meh. Yeah, he runs away. When Max is gone, the mirror begins to glow, and the music gets more intense. Get used to that shit. Which transitions oddly then into a shot of max from above gargling yeah. mouthwash yeah that's a ron oliver thing right there yeah it's an odd transition when's the last time you gargled uh a couple hours ago really yeah wow okay i don't Gargling's have mouthwash fun. i mean it is isn't it <laughs> i used to so i whenever i lost teeth i used to have to gargle salt water and it was like my favorite part i don't know why. <laughs> i love to when I well was you know you can just gargle salt water now you don't need i know a tooth. i might or might not have done that when my son lost a tooth i was like i wonder if i still like it and i do i do hmm. all right i'm a weirdo i don't know <laughs> Max spits out the mouthwash, and then he looks into a large three-way mirror. Oh my god. It zooms into his face as he contemplates that this mirror reminds him of something. What could it be? That other mirror, perhaps? <laughs> he looks, uh, <laughs> he looks like blank-brained. <laughs> he has no fucking thought in his mind as he looks at these mirrors. And, uh, I'm just here saying, what a waste of a fucking scene, but, you know what, I still like it a lot. <laughs> it is a waste, but... You know, you get some kooky camera angles. Yeah. We see Max sneaking his way toward the attic with a flashlight. Oh, so he looked at the mirror and he was like, oh yeah, that mirror up there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm okay. saying. Okay. He looked at the mirror sure. and he was like, oh, wait, that mirror that turned me invisible. I yeah, forgot okay. all about it. I gotta check it out again. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Never mind, that scene was perfect and really uh, compliments <laughs> the story, really moves it along. <laughs> When he gets to the mirror, the big one, he looks again at the unplugged power cord when suddenly he's jump-scared by Noah, who says, Gotcha! That little shit. Yeah. Max says he's gonna pound his little bro, but Noah says, If you do, I'll scream, and if Dad wakes up, you can kiss this secret room goodbye. Yeah, except for that part where you just scream to scare him, but let's not talk <laughs> yeah. about that. What's dad going to do? Is he just going to get a bulldozer and just <laughs> flatten this room to the ground? Yeah. I would. While Noah is talking, we see a shot of the boys from within the mirror. And it's like all warped and the audio is all warbled. Yeah, weird. It's almost like a little bit of a fun room mirror for some reason for a second there. 
Yeah. And the boys are like, you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> Noah says, so, this mirror is magic or something, huh? Well, are you going to pull it or am I? Max decides that they'll both pull it, meaning mm-hmm. the chain. They both grab the chain and give it a yank. There's a quick flash, and then we see only the flashlights floating in the air. Yeah. Max says, this must be some kind of trick. And Noah responds, who cares? Which is a good point. pretty good point. <laughs> like, if you're invisible, just don't question it. We zoom in on a dusty old chair in the attic, and the name Noah slowly appears written into it. Okay, they just kind of got superpowers, and they do the most mundane shit with it for, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's this whole episode in a nutshell. <laughs> that's true, yeah. <laughs> The two boys start pondering what to do with this unimaginable level of power. <laughs> Max says that they can sneak into movies for free. Mm-hmm. And Noah says that they can scare the heck out of everyone. Like, yeah, I guess. As far <laughs> if you were given that, like, godly power, you think you could come up with anything better than sneaking into a movie for free, which, you know, you can already do if you really want to. Yeah, you could. Um, I can't think of anything that wouldn't be, like, that wouldn't be illegal. (laughs) Oh, definitely. It's all gonna be illegal. There's not really anything you can do with it that would really help anybody, unless you were, like, I don't know, going to save, like, a hostage situation, maybe? Even then, it'd be really hard. The best you could do is some Robin Hood shit, and steal something from someone, and give it to someone else. Well, they need to steal from these, this fucking parents or something, because they got... (laughs) They're sitting on a giant house with a whole bunch of, like, treasure and stuff. Yeah, they've got so many rooms they don't even know about all of them. (laughs) Noah grabs a tablecloth and throws it on over himself and starts going, Ooh. Yeah. Very Beetlejuice. Max tells him to cut that shit out, and Noah says, All right, I don't feel so good. I'm kind of dizzy. Max says, Me too, and he pulls the chain. Suddenly, Noah and Max are back again. I don't, I don't, I don't really understand the rules of this mirror because I know I wanted to talk about that too. The so when they became invisible, they both, you know, they're both both their hands were grabbing the the cord and they mm-hmm. down. They both turned invisible. This time, Max goes up and he pulls it, and Noah is not even close to him. So I don't really mm-hmm. know how it works either. No, so it's not really consistent because the first time only the person who pulled the chain goes and comes back. Uh, doesn't really matter. But this though. time, it's like. Eh. You know, doesn't matter. The boys agree that the experience was rad, and then Max says, we're going to have to tell Mom and Dad. Noah wants to have some fun before it's ruined with rules and shit. And Max relents, saying as long as they tell them eventually, it should be okay. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yep, that's what you tell yourself when you're doing something naughty. Yeah. But I mean, even having the thought like, okay, we should tell our parents, is like pretty, I want to say responsible, but I mean... What I really mean is boring. Yeah, yeah. Well, those kind of <laughs> coincide, so. Yeah, you're right. What a, like, grown-up thing to do. Not fun at all. <laughs> Yawn. We should tell the authority figures. <laughs> Noah fist pumps, and the camera spins a little bit toward the mirror, which is like a funhouse mirror, but not quite. It's, like, too plain to be a funhouse mirror, but too wobbly to be a good normal mirror. Yeah, that's why it's in a fucking secret room, because everybody was like, this yeah, mirror sucks. Yeah, it boarded it up. I look terrible in this. I don't know. I don't know. 
We transition to the next day, where Max and his friend are in the middle of a conversation. Max says, your dad's going to ground you for a whole year. And his friend, Zach, responds, he doesn't care. He had a ponytail like a month ago. Okay. Yeah, I was very lost at this point. Like, what the hell is this about? Mm-hmm. But Noah goes up to Zach and fondles his ear, which has <laughs> a very thin gold earring through it. Yeah. And he asks if it hurt. Before Zach can answer, Noah's mom appears saying, If you're thinking about it, Max, don't bother. Huh? Getting his ears pierced. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I like the part where he turns around and he says, what, this earring that is placed on my left ear? <laughs> <laughs> left earring? Left earring, People kids. unite? Oh. I don't know. Yeah. We have to talk about mom because... Yeah, we do. <laughs> At this point, she is wearing a green and purple windbreaker and yeah. a neckerchief. Yeah, she's rocking <laughs> it. Yeah, and then she throws on a sick-looking pair of shades. Behind her is a picture that is painted of onions as well, Brandon. <laughs> well, Their yeah. decor in this house, <laughs> including Mom herself. What the fuck is going on? She probably but, painted that shit. But I gotta say, Brandon, um, is this the lady that was in the Tale of the Dollmaker? I don't know. I think it might be. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I think it is. Wow. Well, we're gonna find out. Okay. Soon. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Mom tells the boys that she has some shit to pick up and to stay out of trouble. Mm -hmm. Aaron comes into the house saying hi and bye to Noah's mom and then goes up to the boys asking, did you show him yet? Yeah. Weird thing about this dynamic is that their friends, Aaron and Zach, they just kind of have free range of this house. Yeah. I mean, this house is so giant. They could live there and you probably wouldn't notice. Like, later on, they just are in his house and Max <laughs> is just like, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great. Zach complains that Max won't even tell him what the big news is. And with all this hype, it better be good. Max assures him that it's the most amazing discovery in the universe. And Zach rolls his eyes saying, yeah, right. And that cuts immediately to Zach in the attic. Saying that this is the most amazing thing in the entire universe. I love that. That was great. That is so Ron Oliver. I loved it. I also loved it when the mom put on her bike helmet and she just scooted out the door. And I was like, you get it, mom. <laughs> yeah. She's fucking extreme. <laughs> it reminded me of that time in an extremely goofy movie when mom put on... <laughs> I thought of exactly the same thing. <laughs> Uh, we're cool. Sure are. That's why we do a podcast. <laughs> hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your favorite lefty. Thank you so much for joining us today. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything we got, we are so thankful for you spending some time with us. Help support our show by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash private island. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get instant access to early release episodes the moment I'm finished editing. The higher the tier, the more rewards you unlock, like stickers, bonus episodes, t-shirts, and more. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth Eddie, Tristan, Venice Witch, and Sarah, the Silver Goth Shane, Stephen, Matt, Kristen, Gerilyn, Evelyn, Aaron, and Brittany, 
The Golden Day Days, Angela, Faith, Sarah, and Matt. The Platinum Bostics, Brian, Bryce, Farron, and Kathy. And the Diamond Zebo, Michael. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. Give us a follow on Instagram at Private Island Presents and on Twitter at PRVT Island. We post a ton of content for each and every episode that we cover. Handmade gifts and memes, videos and watch parties every single week. We've also got a Facebook page, so just look us up. That's Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. We play games every once in a while, too. You can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash privateislandc. If we're not playing Jackbox Party games, we're usually messing around in Dead by Daylight and, you know, getting murdered. It's always a fun time, so I hope that you can come and watch us live. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for the work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for tuning in. For now, I'll let you get back to the show, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye! Zach watches as a baseball is thrown back and forth by itself in the air. He's kind of bored when he looks at it, too. Yeah. Like, he, like this is just mundane shit. He's seen it all before. Yep. And it is, too. <laughs> <laughs> Noah slinks his way into the attic and asks, What gives? This was supposed to be our top secret area. It's true. They did just make that blood pact last night, so... Yeah, and it was Max's Awkward. idea. Awkward. <laughs> Max, with his invisible voice, says that Zack is cool. And invisible Aaron says, I don't feel so great. Oh, boy. Max agrees, and he asks Noah to turn it off. Noah goes up to the mirror and has to jump for the chain because he's not tall enough. Eventually, he gets a grip and pulls it down, and the light turns off, but nothing happens. They're still (laughs) invisible. Zack says, hold up. I thought they were only supposed to be invisible when the light is on. And Aaron asks, what the fuck is going on? And Max is like, it's cool. Sometimes it takes a couple of seconds. Mm. Even though, no, it doesn't. Because yeah. in the, like the two times they've tried this, that hasn't happened. Yeah, weird. I don't think they've just been going invisible willy-nilly without us being able to see the action. Well, you, we didn't see the scene where Max was holding onto the chain and he was just like, lights on, lights off, lights on, lights off. <laughs> Hey, it's taking a couple seconds now. (laughs) Slowly, Max and Aaron fade into view. With that tiny bit of concern out of the way, Zack is ready to declare this an ultimate secret weapon. Yep. His suggestion is to use it to become famous, which, Mm -hmm. you know, is very vague, but is slightly more ambitious than sneak into a movie. Noah, however, has other ideas, pitching that maybe they should use it to invade the girl's washroom. Yeah, he's a little scamp. Invade was his choice of words, not mine. Mm -hmm. Aaron tells him to grow up. Well, I don't have anything to say. Never mind. (laughs) Max says that the group needs to be scientific about it, whatever the hell that means. And Zach says that they need to experiment. And Aaron says, isn't that dangerous? God, somebody, everybody's talking. Shut up. There is a lot of talking in this episode. (laughs) But I guess there has to be. Like, if the episode's about being invisible, you at least need dialogue. Otherwise, you're looking at nothing. That's true. Max insists that they need to experiment in order to find out how it works. And brings up that it seems to take longer to come back every time they do it. Mm -hmm. Zack agrees to time it, but Aaron has doubts due to it making her feel weird. Max hand waves that away, saying, 
Ah, you just need to get used to it. And offers himself up in the name of science. Do you think this is an allegory for something? Hmm, like what? I don't know. Probably drug use or something like that. Like going invisible? Yeah, getting juiced up, maybe. (laughs) Probably. All of Arlstein's stories are secretly about drug use. Arlstein? I don't know what to say. He's been there and he's got a lot to say. I I guess so. Like, move over, Stephen King. (laughs) (laughs) The secret stories of Arlstein. Um, I do like that the camera, like, has this a little bit of an aerial shot with, like, kind of a Dutch angle. But we get to see that chair that Noah wrote his name on the night before. And there is no name of Noah on there. It's just Dusty. Oh man. I know. Continuity, Continuity. people. Mm-hmm. Noah complains that Max has just had a turn going invisible, and Max yells, This isn't a toy, Noah! He grabs that switch, and he's gone. Fucking out The gang there. immediately starts looking all over the room like, Max? Max, uh, you there? They... Uh, whatever. They know that he turns invisible. <laughs> you can't see invisibility. <laughs> Every time. And that's half this episode, is people spinning around, calling out other people's names. <laughs> About, yeah, half the runtime. <laughs> Max's echoey voice says, Sort of? I feel like I'm drifting or something. The kids call out for Max, who's stopped talking, and the mirror begins to glow a purple Windows Media Player visualizer looking mm-hmm. thing. Aaron demands that Noah turn off the mirror, because apparently no one can fucking do it themselves. And Noah has to once again struggle to jump up the wall and reach the chain. He barely manages to grab it, but accidentally breaks off a part of the chain. Instead of literally anyone else trying to pull what's left of the chain, they all just spin around the room calling out for Max. (laughs) We cut to commercial break, and when we're back, Aaron, who, I must add, is the second shortest person in the group, gets Mm -hmm. the idea to try to grab the chain again. But she can't reach it, because of course... She notices that she has a key on a shoelace around her neck for some reason, Uh and she uses that to lasso the chain instead of just asking Zack to help. Yeah. She succeeds, and the light turns off, but Max still doesn't appear. The mirror just warps and makes a noise. (laughs) Noah says, oh man, we're going to get in so much trouble, (laughs) which I thought was funny, instead of, like... Oh my god, my beloved brother is gone. <laughs> Priorities, man. <laughs> we're we're going to get busted. <laughs> but then slowly, Max does appear on the ground in the fetal position. Oh my god, right. <laughs> they go and pick him up and say that he's super cold. Noah asks where he went. Max replies that he never went anywhere. He was always there in the room. But also, he wasn't? Mm, whatever. Zack replies, Brain freeze. Total vapor lock. I don't know what that means. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) Max says that it was sort of like a dream. Kind of fuzzy, and there was all sorts of bright colors. Mm. He tells the others that they shouldn't mess with the mirror anymore. You don't think that that's an accurate description of... Of a dream? No. (laughs) Kind of fuzzy? No. No. Mm Mm-mm. Nope, goose egg. (laughs) (laughs) What if you were having a dream about... What, fuzziness and colors? Yeah, then maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So when Max says that they shouldn't mess with the mirror anymore, Noah is like, fuck that. After you've had two turns in a row, 
Excellent point, Noah. <laughs> Zach says, at least you had a turn. These kids, like, hello, this, something's clearly wrong. He was in the fetal position. You don't just lay in the fetal position. <laughs> yeah, and also, if you want to have a turn, just go up and pull the chain. Like, who's going to stop you? That's true. That's true. After you do it, you're invisible. Thankfully, Aaron never takes her key back, so I guess that was not, like, that key opens up nothing, I guess. I <laughs> yeah, she did not need that key, but it still <laughs> needed to be placed securely around her neck. <sighs> and Aaron is on Max's side that they shouldn't use it anymore. And Max asks the others to promise not to use it anymore. Mm-hmm. Zach reluctantly agrees, but Noah takes a few steps toward the mirror. He says, what are you all looking at me for? You want it written in blood or something? I promise. Oh my god. But the camera closes in on his left hand yeah. where his fingers are crossed. <gasps> that means it didn't count. <laughs> that means you get away with lying. <laughs> what a stupid thing. Crossing your fingers. That if was you're going to lie about something, 90s. just lie. Nope. See, the thing is, is that you have moral superiority when you get called out for your lie. Because you would just say, I was crossing my fingers so it doesn't count. And then you're off the hook. I don't think so. I think that just makes you a liar and like a cheater. No, actually, it's one of the best tactics to use if you're in like a courtroom battle with Judge Judy or something. All you got to do is cross your fingers and everything you say is null and void. My fingers were crossed, Judge. Yeah, and Judge Judy's like, shut up, shut up, this is my courtroom. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) such good television. We get to the next day where mom is serving up some hot dinner. She calls out for Noah. Max asks mom and dad if, while you were growing up here, did you notice anything weird about this house? Mm-hmm. Cortland. Yeah? What does that mean? It could mean literally everything, so. But I mean, he asks them while they were growing up here, does that mean in this town, like they're from this town and this house is famous as like the, you know, Johnson house where two murders took place? Or is mm-hmm. it like they both grew up in this house together? That could be it. This house is gigantic, remember? They could <laughs> yes. have lived on separate wings and never known each other until Just they were adults. different families. It's like an apartment complex. Maybe, Maybe. Okay. Maybe this mom and dad are brother and sister and they adopted. That's, that's a thing. That, that's I don't know if that, that... Actually, that probably can't happen, right? I, probably not. <laughs> I say no. <laughs> But my first thought was siblings, and my second thought was that maybe this house used to be some kind of orphanage or something, Hmm. and they grew up together. I don't know. Or maybe it just means in the town. Maybe. No. I don't know, (laughs) Brandon. So Dad's like, weird how? I didn't expect Dad to be in this episode, and then he was there. Yeah. I expected it to be one of those, like, he's mentioned, but not in it. But, you know, Lawn Gnomes did the same thing. True. Max says... The house isn't haunted, is it? And Mom is like, Max, you know better than that. And there's this music that's playing that's just kind of like goofy. I don't know. Yeah, it's very lighthearted and it's probably playing right now. What the fuck are they eating, though? (laughs) I was trying to figure that out. (laughs) The closest I came to it was that it's some kind of stir fry, but... Okay, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. It it looks kind of like spaghetti. A little bit. There's, like maybe there's with some, red, right? There's like penne noodles on there and spaghetti sauce. But there's also like cabbage leaves and some broccoli? 
What the fuck did mom make for dinner? What that, is this? That sounds delicious, though. Like, all of those things sound good. But why? It's they, I've <laughs> never... <laughs> like, spaghetti? Yeah. Cabbage mm-hmm. and broccoli? Stir-fry, great. Together, though. It's odd. And I couldn't quite, I couldn't quite figure it out. And if you're looking at a plate of food and you can't figure out like what family of food it even is, yeah, um, go back to the drawing board. Weird, 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 weird. So as soon as Mom says that the house isn't haunted, a glass of milk moves itself across the table. Max is the only one who notices it, though, and Mom is more interested in Zach's new earring, and she asks Max if he told his dad about it. Dad is just nose deep in his newspaper, though. And suddenly, a dinner roll starts rising in the air by itself. What is happening? Max snatches that shit out of the air like a ninja. Then the glass of milk rises and starts to lean back. There are slurping noises as the milk leaves the cup, but disappears (laughs) into thin air. It's done pretty well, I will say. Yeah, it looks good. Again, Max snatches the cup while the world's most oblivious parents stare down at the table. <laughs> Mom's not even reading a newspaper. She's just getting... No. She's just eating her fucking dinner. She's probably yeah, trying to figure out what she made. She's just staring straight down at her plate, refusing to look up. <laughs> she, she has to, like, see what she's eating beforehand so she knows what flavor she's <laughs> she having. She's like, what is this? <laughs> Who made this? What have I created? <laughs> <laughs> There's a loud burp, and that breaks the spell. Dad looks up and is disgusted, and Mom says, Maxwell. She tugs on her ear, and Max sheepishly says, excuse me. Yeah, I don't, I have a lot of questions, but I don't want to ask them. I don't care. (laughs) All right. Max quickly stands up and tells the parents that he's going to go get Noah before his dinner gets cold. He wraps his arms around the empty air of Noah's chair and drags the air out of the room. That's pretty good. I like it. Yeah, it it is. That is so Ron Oliver. I loved it. Yeah, it's a nice bit of physical comedy. Dad looks back and says, hormones. Mm, Sure. All right. So now that Dad has been introduced, that's everyone in this episode. That's all of them. Yeah, so let's talk about all of these actors. Okay. So we're going to start with Noah, because he's the first listed actor on IMDb, which I thought was weird, weird. because he's not the main character. But then, also, spoilers for later in the episode, in the credits of the episode itself, he's also listed first. Why? I don't know. (laughs) I was like, maybe it's alphabetical order, but no, it's not. Hmm, okay. So Noah is played by Kevin Zegers. Sure. And Kevin's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, he was Terry in the Dawn of the Dead remake. I gotta watch that movie again. I've only seen it once. I really need to revisit it. I've only seen it once, too. And I remember it being good. Mm-hmm. And I remember that Lindy Booth from the famous Jet Jackson is in it. And that's the only thing I remember. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I remember going to see it. I love Dawn of the Dead, the original. And um, I remember being... A little upset that it was different, but also I, I liked it. I don't know. I made my mom go see it with me back in 2004. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she enjoyed it. Eh, we don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if she even remembers. I, I also made her knows. go see... I was very into zombies, and I still am. And I made yeah. her go watch um, 28 Days Later with me, too. Ooh, Sorry, Mom. That's a, that's a rough one. That's That movie's dark. It is, right? When it, oh, man. I remember being like the part where like he pokes the guy's eyeballs out with the sums. I was just like, 
hi mom (laughs) thanks for taking me to this movie (laughs) and i made her go take me to resident evil when it came out the original one boy you are yeah i like young man i was like mom mom you're taking me to zombies yeah yeah i was see the only movie i've ever made my parents take me to was clerks 2 and boy that's an awkward movie to watch sandwich between your parents yeah, what the fuck, Brandon? I I don't I didn't know. <laughs> well, back to Kevin. Okay. Speaking of zombies, he's also Mel in Fear the Walking Dead. I don't know who that is, but he's in six episodes of the show, so somebody who didn't die for a little while. I like zombies, but I've never seen Fear the Walking Dead. Well, that's a lie. I've seen like one episode. Not for me. I checked out of the whole Walking Dead thing pretty early. Yeah, first season was fantastic, though. I remember we used to yep. watch it and be like, dude, that part where the this, it was great. You had to be there. <laughs> so Zach's also been in Gossip Girl as Damien. <gasps> everyone, you know, everyone knows Damien. Yeah. But, but Cortland, what I really want to talk about is his role mm-hmm. as Josh from the Airbud series. God damn it. I, I, like, looked at that and I was like, he's not going to say Airbud. And then you did! <laughs> I mean, that's that's his crowning jewel. I just got to say, um, on Disney Plus, they have a bunch of the Air Buddy movies, and my son wants mm-hmm. to watch Halloween movies. He's really getting into horror. And All right, so Spooky, Spooky Buddies. buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky Buddies is out there. Probably the worst movie I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Spooky oh. Buddies. It was or just playing. Mr. Boogity or whatever. I'd rather watch Mr. Boogity than, uh, than Air uh, Spooky Buddies. It was so bad. It was so fucking bad. Yeah, okay. Never I might, again. I might steer clear of that one. Please, please, God, don't we'll watch it. You'll be so disappointed. All right, so, yeah, I just mentioned the Airbud thing because, like, he was the lead in a major motion picture. I mean, Airbud is classic cinema. Mm, sure. And you wouldn't expect it because he's not very good of an no. actor in this episode. No. And Airbud was literally, like, the next year. Damn. Okay. All right. All right. We've talked about him too long. Yeah. Next, we have Jonathan Schwartz, who played Max. So, as an actor, Jonathan has just two credits. Hmm. Playing Max in this episode of Goosebumps and as a caller in the Magic School Bus, which, sorry to say, is like barely even a credit. But he has a shit ton of other credits as various crew members including 33 credits as an executive producer on various projects. One I find particularly odd is that he was an executive producer on Deep Blue Sea in 1999, (laughs) which was three years after this episode, and he's like, what, 14 in this? Yeah, that makes no fucking sense. No. I have to wonder if that's some kind of mistake, because there are other Jonathan Schwartzes out there. Yeah. But I also have to think that this whole page is made up by him, because who else would make this? (laughs) Yeah, let's just put a pin in that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To be determined, but he might have been an executive producer on Deep Blue Sea at like 17 years old. Next, we have Flora Chu, who plays Aaron. Cortland, did you recognize her? Um, no. Well, this girl 
has oh only one other role. Yeah. And oh it says, God. Teresa from the tale of the misfortune cookie. What's all the hubba? <laughs> yes. Miss Hubba herself. <laughs> don't don't let it be like, Brandon, I gotta say, I noticed that you have been saying what the hubba in almost every fucking episode, and I love it, so keep doing it. <laughs> uh, there's always one point <laughs> where you can just inject it in there. <laughs> it's perfect. Okay, next we have Zach, who's played by Adam Benoit. Now, Cortland, did you recognize this gentleman? No, I didn't. I'm bad. Uh, I didn't either, to be fair. Okay. So we've seen this guy previously in the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, The Tale of Old Man Corcoran, where he played the older Corcoran? brother, Jack Harris. Or co- Corcoran? Cochran? Cochran. Cochran. Cor- Corcoran. 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 Yeah. I think I think I think it's Corcoran. I don't um Corcoran. Anyway, um yeah, I I didn't recognize him, but he is a bit older, you know, yeah, at least 3, three years, years older. So I don't I don't remember if we talked about this guy at that we point. We didn't. No, we okay. started talking about actors in like season 3. I don't know why it took us so fucking long. Yeah. It's it, it's a good thing to go through. Yeah, it's fun. So Adam has 5 credits altogether including those two are you afraid of the dark and goosebumps other than that he played billy scott in a movie called hidden tiger not crouching tiger hidden tiger he was also in an episode of sci factor chronicles of the paranormal because you know you have to be somebody has to be yeah (laughs) and he was hector in the tv movie free of eden Short career. I like how you say these movie names as if you've like seen them and you know exactly what they are. Someone out there, statistically, is like, oh shit, that was Hector? <laughs> I mean, maybe. They're not listening to our podcast, but... <laughs> Whoa. Hidden Tiger is a Billy Blanks movie, Cortland. Who's Billy Blanks? That's the Tybo guy, isn't it? What's Tybo? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so next, moving on to the parents of this episode... We have Mom, who's played fabulously by Eve Crawford. Mm-hmm. Working it. And Eve has tons of credits, as you mostly as expect should. from these <laughs> from the these adult actors. Yeah, she's got eighty-three credits, going all the way back to nineteen eighty. Her first role was Virus: The End. I'm sure, okay. everybody knows that. She uh, was in. <laughs> she was coming. in. Short Circuit 2, a movie some people have heard of for sure. I've, I've heard of Short Circuit 1. <laughs> <laughs> and then three in a row, she was in a Twilight Zone episode, Alfred yeah. Hitchcock Presents, and Friday the 13th, the series. So, wow, horror anthologies. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll see her again in the future then. Oh, we definitely will. Because we did see her in the past, Brandon. And you were absolutely correct. She was Aunt Sally. In the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, The Tale of the Dollmaker. I know my Aunt Sally. You sure do. Because you had Aunt Sally and then you had Billy Billy Mays as <laughs> the uncle. Yeah. So yeah, oh, we've got a lot of Are You Afraid of the Dark alumni here. I love it. This is what I'm here for. This is why I agreed to do that for the show. And Eve Crawford is still working with the, her most recent credit last year, I guess now, Murdoch Mysteries, some nice. episode of a TV show. Yeah. Lastly... The last character in this episode, the dad, played by Jan Phillips. Ooh, okay. Jan Jan. Phillips has, you know, a handful of credits, 37. 
Mm-hmm. All the way back 1981, he started his career with Paul in By Design. But he was in an episode of Friday the 13th, the series. He was in The Twilight Zone. He was in Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Mm, okay. So, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't in Are You Afraid of the Dark, though. But he was in The Littlest Hobo. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's, it's one or the other. <laughs> he was also in Wildcats? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> His last role was as Alan in the TV series Good Dog. Whatever that is. Well, now I gotta fucking click on it, Brandon. Uh, it looks boring. Never mind. Uh, has nothing to do with good deeds for Eddie McDowd, so... That's all I know, yeah. Click off that, and uh, that's the actors. Alright, sweet. Well, we've Moving been recording for an hour, so... to the episode. <laughs> this is taking forever, Cortland. I know, what the fuck? Upstairs, Max wants some answers. Noah says... I had my fingers crossed. And Max tells his bro that his voice sounds different, even though it doesn't really. They they always sound echoey. Yeah. Shut up, Max. <laughs> Noah tells him, I don't feel so good either. Well, he's been invisible for longer than everybody, because everybody else has been invisible for like three seconds. Yeah, he's been invisible for like eight weeks. <laughs> Max says he's going to bring Noah back now, but then looks around like, Noah, are you still there? Stop messing around. Max makes his way to the mirror, still calling out for Noah. With a musical sting, Noah appears right next to Max, saying, I'm right here. Mm. Max tells him to leave the mirror alone. Noah responds, Whatever you say, Max, and walks out of the room. That's not suspicious at all. No. But Max can still faintly hear Noah's voice echoing in the room. It then gets really loud, yelling, Max! And Max runs out of the room. Yep, because fuck that. An odd, an odd reaction. <laughs> I mean, fuck that, but also, like, that's his brother. Neither <laughs> one of them really want to help. Mm, yeah. The next day, Max comes home from playing baseball to find his mom doing oh bike God. maintenance on the dining room table? She is all about that bike, dude. <laughs> Biking <laughs> is her like... one trait. Yeah. She does bikes. If I came home and my wife's bike was upside down on the table, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on over here? <laughs> I'd be like, this mansion doesn't have a garage? Like, <laughs> right. She's we like, eat oh. here. <laughs> Dripping oil everywhere. It's all over the spaghetti stir fry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your bike chain's in my cereal bowl. <laughs> Mom tells Max that she thought he was already upstairs with the others. She's Zach been so fixated Aaron. on that bike, she doesn't even care about her family. <laughs> Confused, Max runs upstairs to the mirror room. When he gets up there, he finds a chair is floating in the air. What's and Zach's bullshit? voice echoes, Hey Max, where you been? Have a seat. Max is like, what the hell? We made a pact. <laughs> Zach repeats the line about how he didn't even have a chance to try it, and Aaron is just standing there like, I tried to stop him. Mm-hmm, Teresa. <laughs> yeah, she's just standing there the whole time. Max tells Zach that the last time he went invisible, it felt like he was going somewhere, and the mirror is too dangerous, yeah. and he says that they should smash it. Zach balks at the idea, because it could be worth millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Which is odd, because if it were, he would see none of that money. True. <laughs> it's not his. No, not even a little bit. Max and Aaron tell Zach that his voice sounds weird. Even though, again, it doesn't really sound any different than what it always sounds. 
Max says, party's over, and he pulls the chain. (laughs) The chair drops from the air, but Zack isn't there. They once again spin around, calling his name, and he does eventually appear. When he does, Max is like, oh, thank goodness. But Zack gets all weird, putting his hand on Max's shoulder and saying, come on, why don't you try it again? And he reaches for the chain, but Max pushes him off. Max says, I want to smash it, and picks up the chair. (laughs) Zack says, don't be such a wimp, Max. Come on, one last time. Mm -hmm. He grabs the chair from Max and throws it against the wall, smashing it. Oh no, their only defense. (laughs) Max goes to ask what the hell is up with Zack, but Zack grabs Max and starts grappling with him. Yeah. He manages to throw Max onto the ground and goes for the chain. Aaron and Max yell out, No! as he yanks it. (laughs) And then Max stares directly into the light bulb. (laughs) (laughs) You fool! That's how they get you. When he yanks the chain, we see Max in a blue, icy-looking void. Yeah, what the fuck is this? Flying out of the frame of the mirror. It's just the frame without the glass. He does he it lands, in slow-mo, too. He lands in slow motion onto the nothing, because there's no ground, but he lands three times. Oh my god, yeah. Back in reality, Aaron looks at Zack with disgust and says, I thought you were his friend. <laughs> and then... And then Zack smiles like the Grinch. <laughs> he does. As Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah. He turns towards the camera and does the Jim Carrey smile. <laughs> I love it. Back in the mirror dimension, a hand reaches out to help Max up. Max stands up to find another him standing there. I love it. The mirror Max smiles and tells him, Relax, Max. It's not like you haven't seen your own reflection before. Oh my gosh, Brandon. I'm watching the episode right now, right? And I haven't freezed at this moment. The hat that Max has on has the Goosebumps G on it. Does it really? It does. Which is weird, because he is in full uh, baseball attire, so that cannot possibly be the hat that he wears to to baseball. But. Well, his team is the Giants. Okay. You can see that across his oh. chest. So, you okay, know. maybe it's, it, it is the Goosebumps G. I, now I'm pretty... Now I'm just second-guessing myself, even though I'm looking at it. <laughs> if I mean, that's probably just, like, a good Easter egg there. That's cool. That um, is cool. I have, I love his reaction. So Max is like, you know, like raises his eyebrows, like, yeah, I'm seeing your own reflection before. And yeah. the real Max is just like, duh. <laughs> so <laughs> perfect. I just love it. He just doesn't say a word, just reacts with his face. Yeah. He like blinks at him twice and like <laughs> goes the back. It's great. <laughs> that is great. I gotta say, it's a nice touch that on the mirror, Max, like the words on yes. his uniform are backwards. Yeah, I love it. Excellent job. Mirrored, yeah. It's a great little touch. Back in the real world, Aaron spins and calls Max's name. Zack tells her to chill out. Max will be back soon. Aaron says, that's it. I'm bringing him back now. But Zack grabs her arm, saying, not yet. Aaron says that he's hurting her, but stops when she notices that Zack's earring is now on his right ear. As opposed to his left. Oh, snap. What does it mean, though? (laughs) Zack denies that that was ever the case and makes her freak out a bit. Back in the mirror world, Mirror Max is like, I've been waiting a long time. 
Ever since you first turned on that light. Okay, that wasn't that long ago, though. <laughs> to trade places. Yeah, you're right. It was like I've a been day waiting ago. two days. <laughs> I got this whole uniform on just for the occasion. <laughs> Max turns to leave. I don't, know, I don't know where he's going. Like, it's just a giant void. But the mirror version grabs his shoulder, saying, He's the only one that's going to be leaving. There's a lot of close-ups to Max's face as the mirror Max says, Please don't be a problem. Your friend gave up so easily. Dang, okay. <laughs> Real Max's ears perk up at this. Then the mirror Max continues saying that this is the real world and to give in to the cold. There's Pretty no sweet. cares, no worries. Yeah. Hakuna Matata. Just... I love it. It's so, like, deliciously evil. Yeah. What a hot take to be like, you know, this is the real world, even though it's just, <laughs> it's just blue. It's just kind of blue and a little bit icy looking. It's not that place that has everything. The real world's <laughs> this place, which has blue. Uh, he's, a, he's a fast talker. I'm, I'm interested. I mean, I'm sold. <laughs> Max looks like he's considering this for half a second. Then he's like, fuck that. He runs towards the mirror where you can see blurry outlines of Zack and Aaron, and he yells to his friend to turn out the light. The Mirror Max tells him, It's no use. They can't hear you. We're going to bring everybody in here, one by one. Whoa, it's like a Tales of the Chameleon kind of yes. thing. Except no Tia and Tamara. Yeah, which makes it infinitely worse. <laughs> he says, It's good here, Max. The cold is good. Mm, it's all right. <laughs> I do like the cold. I would go there in a heartbeat. Real Max yells, No! And runs away. And fake Max oh goes, Oh boy. <laughs> okay, Tommy was so. <laughs> Cut to a sequence of Max running in place on a green screen. Oh, man. As various things pass by, including a basketball going into the hoop, <laughs> okay. a massive rocking horse, mm -hmm. a spinning umbrella, an alarm clock, a guitar, a shoe, a grandfather clock, and what? other various clip arts. It reminds me of the scene in Cuckoo Clock of Doom when he's running in his dream. It's great. It's beautiful. But these images, I don't understand yeah. why or, like, do they have any relation to Max? They're, they're funny. Don't get it. But um, there is no thematic connection between any of this stuff. No. Makes no sense to me. But that's fine. That's okay. I guess maybe these are just objects from the real world but backwards i didn't see was the clock backwards uh i can't tell it's too wibbly right. <laughs> is that a word wibbly no it is not warble eventually max runs in place towards a spinning door and he reaches his arm out pulling the door open on the other side of the door which is really kind of the same side as there's no wall or door frame or anything True, is yes. a collection of small mirrors spinning all around with people's faces inside of them, looking scared. Yeah. And one of, one the of them, yeah. one of them that comes up is somebody that's been on our show before, Brandon. It is the director of this episode, Ron Oliver, is in a mirror. And he's got a yellow hat on and he's got his business suit, typical Ron right there, looking gorgeous, screaming in eternal agony. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, he put himself into that position. He did, yeah. It's great. But that's I great. I love seeing Ron. That is a cool cameo. Like, I mean, it's not a contest, but it's even cooler than a Ron Oil headstone. A bit, yeah. 
Also on one of the mirrors, we see Zach banging do, on the yeah. glass and yelling for Max. So what does Max do? He runs away. That's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> but the mirror Max catches up with him. They grapple each other, and then we see, in the real world, Aaron and Zach are doing the exact same thing. Grappling and spinning around. Sweet. Aaron, all four foot six inches of her, manages to throw Zach against a wall. She quickly goes to the mirror and turns off the light. Zach says, you're too late. But no sooner does he say that than Max appears huddled up on the floor. I like this. Yeah. Because he's all frosty like he's been in Antarctica. (laughs) He's freezer burned. It's it's really cool. Uh, No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) It is now. Max tells Aaron to break the mirror. Zack pushes Aaron to the ground and picks up Max and shakes him around a bit. I don't really know why or what he's trying to accomplish here. Aaron picks up a baseball and throws it at the mirror, which shatters spectacularly. Mm-hmm. It's like really shiny and there's flashing lights. It's gorgeous. We get this close-up of uh, of Max, too, and his lips are purple. I just, I just really think that was amazing. Yeah, the makeup job is good. He looks cold. Yeah, I'm cold just looking at him. I'm cold. Oh, shit. <laughs> a cold wind shoots out of the thing and sucks the fake Zack back into it. Yeah, that's sure. what happens. Okay. Yep. When that's done, real Zack appears on the ground. He gets up shivering and asks what happened. Max says, Someone just got seven years bad luck. Not the time, but... <laughs> which is which is funny, because it would be Aaron. <laughs> it's like, thank you for saving me. Your life is ruined. <laughs> the three kids leave the attic. When they do, we see the pieces of glass slowly reform themselves. Yeah, they quickly get out of there, and then the mirror's like, oh shit, they're gone. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like the haunted mask too where it's like no sooner do they leave the room than it just goes back to being normal like that would be better to happen later after we think they're going to be safe but no it's just right away like no that was all for nothing (laughs) later that day max and noah are stacking dishes on a counter noah says for some reason are we gonna tell mom and dad and max responds i don't think they'd believe us dad walks into the room then and acting astonished declares you two doing housework? Better get my camera. Oh my god. A very dad thing to say. Dad walks to the sink, and to Noah, he says, Toss me a cup there, sport. Oh, man. <laughs> Noah picks up a glass and throws it to Dad. This entire time, Max is just, like, cheesing from ear to ear. Yes. <laughs> Max so has ridiculous. a huge smile on his face, but then it starts to fade. <laughs> he turns to Noah and says, Hey, when did you start throwing with your right hand? Hey, imposter, I'm going to tell you how I know you're an imposter. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then the most incredible thing happens, Brandon. Noah gives a mischievous smile, and then he turns to the camera and raises his <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> I was hoping he was going to wink at us. <laughs> no. <laughs> This is even better. It is. We cut to the attic. The mirror is fully reformed. It begins to glow, and the light turns on by itself. Whoa. The end. Wow. A nice dark ending. We haven't had one in a while, I feel, so awesome. Yeah, it's pretty dark. 
Um, the darkest part to me is that we didn't see Noah's like eternal damnation. You know, <laughs> no, he wasn't in there. But also, all those other people, like he didn't bring them back. I guess not. I don't know. It was just I don't Zach. know why Zach was the only one to come back. I guess there's like a time limit, maybe. But I suppose only Zach was saved. Maybe I, I don't know. I didn't check his earring. Fuck, I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> but man, wow! Did that left-handed thing pay off big time? <laughs> oh my god! Sure. No, that was uh. Seen that coming from the first fucking minute, but yeah. I loved it anyway. I'm left-handed. That's my left whole personality. Cool. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay, there's a tiny chance I'm wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure that in the book mm-hmm. Noah goes by Lefty, or they call him Lefty. That would make as a, a nickname, sense. so he doesn't have to constantly refer to himself as a cool left-hander. See, that's what you should do if you accidentally make like a left-handed child. Just <laughs> reprimand them and call them Lefty, and let them know that he's different. Yeah, never forget. So I thought that was a pretty decent episode. I liked it. I had a good time with it. Yeah. Ron Oliver Charm. Mysterious devices are always fun. They are, for sure. All right, Cortland. Is there any kind of moral to this episode? Yes. If you have a strange and mysterious device, just keep fucking with it. (laughs) (laughs) Something good is bound to happen eventually. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'd say don't trust left-handed people. Yeah. I mean, I live that every day. (laughs) It's just good advice. Yeah, right. Um, if you have the power to turn invisible, try to prank your parents, but they're not going to care. Is that even a moral? That's just kind of like life lesson. Yeah, I'd like, say like life advice. Maybe prank your parents. Don't invade the girls' washroom. If you have a giant house, never leave it. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't even try to find all the rooms. Mm-mm. Just like no, pick one or two that you feel like you need, and just stay there. If you get a secret, tell everybody. (laughs) (laughs) How about earrings are really scandalous? Oh, right? Yeah, that's all my mom ever talks about. (laughs) I'm glad you never got an earring or else I would be hearing about it from my mom pretty much every day at dinner. Yeah. She'd be like, about Brandon's earring? (laughs) (laughs) Mom, it's been years. (laughs) He's had it for decades. (laughs) He doesn't even live in our country anymore. (laughs) Quiet, boy. Now, about that earring. (laughs) About that earring. Don't even think about it. I think those are all pretty good. Me too. Words to live by. All right. So, Let's Get Invisible. That's a pretty decent title. It's also pretty boring. Could be boring. I like it. It's got a little bit of excitement. Let's let's do it, guys. Let's get invisible up over here. Yeah. It depends on how you read it, really. If you're like, let's get invisible. That's the only way to read it. That's got some action. Yeah. Let's. Get invisible. It reminds me of Matilda when yeah. she's watching TV and they are on that game show. Like Matilda's not, but on the TV they are. Where uh, I don't remember the actor John Love. Is that what his name is? I have no idea. But the the game show is let's get sticky, and yeah. then they put them in like they sticky them up. They put them in the whirlwind chamber, and then they have to sticky out of their money. Right? That's yes, what it reminds that's me. That's exactly the right. name. The name of it. <laughs> I love Matilda. <laughs> Matilda's a fantastic movie. We could talk about Matilda all day. Dude, every time it's on, I just have to watch it. It's so good. Timeless. 
So do you think there's any kind of title that would work better than Let's Get Invisible? Perhaps Matilda? Yeah, let's go with <laughs> Matilda. <laughs> no no context, but just, you know, what if the story <laughs> was called Matilda? <laughs> um, I, I don't know if there's any other name that would be really good. It doesn't spoil anything, but it kind of gives that like, oh, Invisible, yeah, that's the thing. Let's read this book. Well, you were able to correctly... <laughs> predict the entire plot of this episode based on the title and the cover so mm, i think true. it does a good job yeah um don't wake daddy <laughs> remember there was that one time where they were like don't wake daddy <laughs> yes <laughs> that's the board game i never got to play but i always wanted to play same <laughs> i've never even seen one in real life me neither none of my friends ever had it i was like all right Maybe Brandon will have it, and that's why I became your friend. And lo and yeah, behold, and then I let you down. It. Is that damn it, Brandon? Is that still like in print? Like you can get Mousetrap, and you can get Operation yeah. still, but I, I just like for Christmas we got my son some board games, and I mm-hmm. wasn't specifically looking for Don't Wake Daddy, but I wasn't not specifically yeah, looking like for it, and I didn't it. find it. Oh. Yeah, I'd be like, because oh! I mention it every single time that I go to the board game section, so. Yeah, I love that's where I'm games. at in my life. God. Oh, dude, I always want to play Crossfire. I got to play it a couple of times, but I want that. Fucking I want Crossfire. I want to play like the the complicated, like trendy, cool board games that they have now. Like but what? I don't know. They have they're they're all complicated, and the boards look crazy, and they have cards with tons of words on them. <laughs> okay, well, it sounds like a lot of work so far, but okay. Yeah, but it's just. You need you need a consistent group to play those things, and no one I know likes playing board games. So I'm surprised that your fam isn't into like Dungeons and Dragons yet. <sighs> I I tried. There was a push. What happened? Didn't Did they stick. push back? Damn. <laughs> no, there there was a little bit of playing going on, but then it stopped as soon as it started. <laughs> okay, all right. What were we talking about? <laughs> Alternate titles. Somebody, right. please play board games with me. Yeah, I would same guys. Um, like I got hungry, hungry hippos. If you guys want to do an eating race or whatever, <laughs> commercial set. All right, I think that's it for let's get invisible, Cortland. Okay. Do you want to know what the next episode is? I'm dying to know, Brandon. Because I gotta say, it's a one of my favorites. Uh boy, I think I have an idea of what it is already. Just just based off of what you just said. Well. This episode is Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. Knew it. Okay. Well, okay. Here's what I know about the Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. There is a picture of you as a small child with this book specifically in your hands. And you look the happiest you've ever been in your whole fucking life. (laughs) It's on my Instagram. If you want to (laughs) see me holding a book. Very exciting. It is this book. (laughs) The Scarecrow Walks. Walks at Midnight, and it is, uh, it's a great one. It's a great cover. Have you read this book? Or is it just one of those, like, poser things? <laughs> no, I've read this book, and okay, I love Scarecrows. Uh, I think, I think, I guess uh, so. That's on record. Uh, it's it one is. of my favorite Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes. Yeah, you're crazy, but that's okay. That's why I'm your friend. I, I, I don't know what it is. I like Scarecrow aesthetics. <laughs> well, it's gonna be. It's going to be hard to beat the Scarecrow from Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because that one looked genuinely creepy with, like, yeah. the face and stuff. That shit was fucked um, up. But <laughs> it was. Let me look at the cover here and see what's going on. So, 
First thing I'm seeing here is the coloring. The Goosebumps is in red with a yellow backlit. That's not the right word, but that's what we're going to go with. Uh, looks pretty cool. I like it. The cover it is a scarecrow yeah. <laughs> in a cornfield with, with none of the corn stalks have any corn on them, but that's fine. Um, it's early in it's, the season. It's a full, <laughs> it's a full moon uh, in the back of it, and the scarecrow is just kind of chilling there. Not It looks menacing, but it's not doing anything. It's cool. It's it's good. The tagline reads, "It's a field of screams." <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. That's pretty good. You know, cuz it's like a field of dreams but screams. Yeah. Good stuff. Good one, RL. I think it's cool. I'm looking forward to it. I I don't know how it's going to be different than the scarecrow walks it. No. <laughs> then what was that like a silent servant? Silent servant. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to be too much. Well, actually, it's going to be quite different than that because there's not going to be a bone that they have to break over a grave. Um, uh, never say never. There's not going to be salamander kleptos or whatever the magic words were. <laughs> now, what are the odds that there's a dugout? Ooh, I'm living for that, man. It. Oh, shit. It does say Field of Screams. That's baseball. There is going to be a dugout. <laughs> you got it. Jared is going to be in this episode, and he's going to get that dugout cross fucking... <laughs> finally. He's like, cross I had to series. cross universes, but I finally got that dugout. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't know. I, I. I think I've seen a little bit of this episode back in the day, but I don't remember a single thing about it. So, I don't know. There's going to be kids. They're going to be on a farm. There's a scarecrow. It walks. I maybe at every midnight, but maybe only on full moons. Not sure. We're going to find out. some midnights. Yeah. I mean, hey, if it's free labor, though, like, that's a win for the farm. Definitely. Well, I mean, I'm excited. Me too. So that'll be next week. Um, Join us for Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. I've been up all night. I'll see you next week, Cortland. All right. I'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Left-handers rule.